As we reflect from the first reading, continue the story of Abraham and his work with God. We begin to see, you know, uh, certain secrets that has to do with our work with God. Sometimes believing is not enough. Believing is not enough. You may believe and have the faith, but you must also be sensitive to the move of the Spirit in actualizing what you believed. And we see that, you know, happening in the life of Abraham. After God has account, after God has assured him that he's going to have his own son, Abraham still believed God. And the Bible says it was accounted to him as righteousness. But Abraham did not just fold his hand and say, now nah, I have believed it's going to work out. Today, we're told that three men were passing through where he was. And he discerned in the spirit that these are not ordinary men. As far as he was concerned, he was able to discern that these are angels who are on supervision in his territory. Though this man deserved this great assignment we want to commit to him, can he truly be the father of many nations? Can this man play the integral role of being the father of the nation that God is going to upheld at his, as his own people? And when Abraham sensed it, immediately he invited them. Hospitality. He invited them and said, come. Oh, the weather is so hot. Let me water you and give you some food so I can renew your strength. And even when they were trying to insist to continue, he himself insisted. So we must be sensitive to the move of God in our lives. Sometimes we ask God for things. At the same time, too, God will want to put us to the test to see the kind of heart we have. And when Abraham, Abraham insisted, this man came. And then he began to entertain them. Began to attend to them. And there and then, the prophetic word dropped. That at this time next day, when shall come, your wife Sarah will have a child. How did they know that Sarah may have a child? They have visitors. Have the interaction gone to that point where they, they have Abraham, Abraham must have told them everything? No. They knew. Because that was the mission they came for. Some even tried to say that those three men, one of them was Isaac in the spirit. That that was the way to you know, receive the child spiritually. Okay? And when they said that, Sarah was at the back preparing meal and all that. And she what? She smiled and laughed and said, hey, at this my age? And they said, your wife is laughing at what we just say. And they asked her. And out of fear, she denied. What say God does God not consider whether she, you know, she lied or not? Because his purpose, his will was accomplished. We must open up ourselves to learn to discern the move of God for our personal lives and for our corporate lives. Because many Christians today have lost that sense of discernment. We are moved more by emotions. We are moved by what we see, what we hear. We are moved by what we like. No. We must learn to always be moved by the Spirit. When that inspiration drops in your heart, it may contradict your feelings. It may contradict your, your likings may contradict the way you do things. And so we must learn to yield to the demand of the Spirit. 
because that is what perfects the work of God in our lives. Very, very important. And then finally in the gospel, Jesus again, you know, demonstrates again his love for us in the life of those who are sick. And the centurion continues to remain a personality that have helped us to understand the secret of faith. You see, Jesus, my servant is sick. The man had concern for his servant. You see, the man had concern for his servant. What does that communicate to us? We have to also learn to be concerned about those who are serving us. We live in a society where, you know, maids and those who work for us are, are, are trampled on that food, you know, are humiliated, are, are treated as second class. We prefer our own, our own blood than anyone who is serving us. And we know they do a lot in our lives. Can you imagine this centurion? This centurion, look at him. He's a big man. A man in charge of soldiers. He knows he's a man under, under authority. But his servant was sick. And this man took the pain to go extra mile. And even not just going extra mile, but demonstrated faith that is not even found among God's own people. And Jesus marveled at that. If you can go to this extent, and you are, you are juxtaposing your authority and your power with mine, your servant will be healed. And that, seemed, that man's confession had become a prayer of the church of today. Whenever we are preparing ourselves to come and receive the Holy Communion. And when we say that prayer, we must also you know, understand, you have the understanding of that man. Because in that prayer is absolute humility that is beyond measure. And absolute faith. Humility and faith. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. The real roof today is not the house where we live. The real roof is our body. Okay? But say a word and I know my soul shall be healed. You have exercised faith too. You don't need his hand again. All you need is what? His word. So it means you have come to understand the audacity of the word of God. That the word of God can count in your life. That when you hear his word, that's enough evidence for you. That's enough communication to you. You don't need extra things to know that God is at work in your life. And Jesus said, I have never seen a faith like this in Israel. I have been studying this type of faith. Faith in his word. Is the highest faith. Faith in his word. His word is enough evidence. You know some Christians, when you give them the word of faith, they want to see the effect first. Ah, it don't happen. No. Wow. They start rejoicing. No. This man, even as you're saying, say, go, your servant is well. The man didn't say, ah, okay, let me go and check. Mm-mm. Because himself believes in his word that when he gives an order, whether they like it or not, it must be what? Carried out. And so he believed that as Jesus, as a man under authority, that he has said, go, your servant is well. He knows in his heart as a man under authority that angels are executing the words of Jesus. And the Bible says that the angels of the Lord run swiftly to carry out the word of God. So anytime you speak forth the word of God, angels will carry it out because that word does not belong to you. It belongs to the one who has spoken. They can trace the source of that word. That's why we must know the word. We must receive the word. We must acknowledge the word. And then eventually we must learn to speak for the word. And that is what is captured in the uh, Responsible Psalm. Where you see Mary, you know, exercising her feet and say, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And she began to speak for the word of God. The word of God in your heart is the word of faith. And the word of faith is what angels carry out.
we pray at this mass that we will hold on to these treasures that God has given to us and we excise us in our lives and become children of glory, of power, and God's blessings through Christ our Lord.